2: and welcome to another episode of The Brighter Side. Yes, I'm Amber and I'm the, in the park with an umbrella like a crazy person, like a crazy white person because I cannot have the sun on my delicate porcelain skin. I walk around with an umbrella in Los Angeles because this whole town is a hellscape and you cannot let it touch your skin, or else you'll just break out into rashes and the sun just doesn't do well for me. I'm Welsh. I'm people of the mist. I need lakes and ivy. I need uh, like far-off little music that's like, um, what what do Welsh people have? Accordions? I don't know. But this whole place is just like unbearable sun. Not meant for me, but I just walk around with an umbrella like an unnatural human being. Currently staring at one little old pissed-off squirrel. I don't have any nuts. Get away from me. Uh, So today we're talking about um, flying and a few other things. I recently bought a ticket home for Christmas, doing it a little bit early because I like to be a little proactive. I hope you can't hear the wind. I hope that's not going to be, oh, hurtful for this episode. But the wind, speaking of the wind on airplanes, I mean, it's just so, it gets so high and it just, I hate it so much. And you have to go and like, I I, you know, I fly a lot when I do stand-up, but I, I still don't know how to do it. It gives me so much anxiety. And then your body, it shifts when you feel the plane, like, like, rising up, and then it shifts up, and then you feel like you're on your side right now. Holy hell. I mean, can we all just cancel all the meetings and go back to the 18th century? Right? Before they rode Spirit Airlines, I would rather piss in a bucket, and throw it out the window, then ride Spirit Airlines one more time. I saw them duct taping a plane once. Duct taping a fucking plane. We all sat there, and we all knew we were going to die, but that's the last flight out, and that's how they get you. It's always the last flight out, and you're like, all right, I guess it's worth it. I was in Mississippi once, and the plane, it kept taking off, and then shutting off, and then like falling to the ground, like maybe 10 feet up, like it kind of hurt your body again, you know, when it fell back down. It did that three times and we were like, nah, fuck this. So we all started getting up and then the pilot was like, all right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we have a problem with the engine. And so you think like, you know, airplanes being as serious matter as they are, you would get like a whole crew out there. You would have people with like stethoscopes on or some shit, but it was just one guy in his little rink-a-dink little peanut truck. He came in there and he popped on the hood like it was a used car. You know, come on, all right, open it up. Let's see what's wrong over here. Oh, open it up. He's like, this is what's wrong over here. You, you got a, a wire loose. And then he just starts, he takes out a hammer or some shit and we're like, fuck this, we all get up. And the pilot was like, all right, you're welcome to get up, but there's no other flights out of Mississippi tonight. And you know What? We all sat the fuck back down We all sat back down And we could have flown right to hell But that's better than Mississippi Oh man I am screaming like an old lady With an umbrella at this park We could have flown to hell That's better than Mississippi I'm just turning into one of those J.R. Crumb characters
0: Thank you guys for listening to Brighter Side Diaries We're going to be doing these uh, For a couple more weeks While I'm working on this crazy project And uh, me and Amber are having a hard time uh, meeting up properly because I'm working like 14 hour days and I miss her dearly with all my heart and can't wait till we can get in the studio and give you guys a proper episode pretty soon. Uh, I'm working on this show, Historical Roast. It's the coolest thing I think I've ever worked on and that's why I'm working so hard. It's going to be on Netflix and I'm doing it with my big cuz, Jeff. You got to check it out. It's going to be amazing we're roasting famous people from history i can't exactly say who we're roasting but use your imagination are it has just been the most fun writing for all these legends throughout history and uh i think y'all are going to love it uh i was listening to amber's uh diaries she amber you crack me up you're the funniest chick in the whole world i love listening to everything that you all everything you have to say about life it goes from uh you know how much you hate airplanes to just immediate the darkest thing i think i've ever heard that you just flippantly blow past but you know that's amber and that's why i love her and that's why i do the show with her because she's no one's like her and um, so I'm going to comment on what you commented on, and we'll we'll see how this goes. First off, flying, I mean, you couldn't be speaking more near and dear to my heart with something that I hate extremely and do on a regular damn basis. And Spirit Airlines, I mean, you can't be flying Spirit Airlines. I know I'm going to be flying Allegiant, which isn't much better, but Spirit Airlines, I mean, I always say that, why do you name yourself Spirit? It's like saying you're the the ghost of the sky. It's like it's last thing I want to think about when I'm on an airplane is spirits. You know, it's, it's like that's a certain death. You know, and you're on that bucket seat. It's like a plastic seat. It's like, it's like, I have lawn furniture that's better than the seat on Spirit Airlines. You can't recline it. You can't, you know, I'm worried the thing's going to snap in half and I'm going to hurt the whole, the poor person behind me. Spirit Airlines had to get from point A to point go fuck yourself. You know, that's, it's, I I, I want to do a commercial for them, just like a very, an anti commercial. I've been working on, uh, I've been working on my slogans here. Check this one out. Spirit Airlines. If you need me, I'm next to the chicken crates drinking a $6 seltzer. Spirit Airlines. It's. Everything is more They screw you if they, You look at it And you want to buy the ticket Because it's like Oh, 150 bucks To fly to Portugal Or wherever the hell you're going Usually it's me Going to New York Or Miami You know It's like 150 bucks Oh, that's amazing Everything else is $400 By the time you're done with it you're char- They're charging you For carry-ons They're charging you To pick your seat They're charging you To the to, to checkup bag to show up and they're charging you if you smile. You know these guys are maniacs, and so I will say that Spirit Airlines is the worst airline. I remember I was flying Spirit Airlines home from New Year's. I went to go see all my friends in South Florida. Love them all so much, and I'm flying home Spirit Airlines, um, in a bad way. I'm hurting. I think I talked about this on Roundtable years ago. It was just like, I had like, you know, for lack of a better word. Explosive diarrhea And it was I was so sick And then I get there And there was a line To check in On Spirit Airlines That was wrapping around The corner outside Of Fort Lauderdale Airport And it was just I couldn't believe I'd never seen a line To check in Wrapping around Outside the terminal Outside Like in Outdoors we were outdoors in line to, to check into my flight. It was pandemonium. I saw, I saw a woman walk out. Works with Spirit Airlines. She's like, "If you're in line and trying to go to Denver, you ain't going." It's just like, it's just like this is the worst people in the world. I couldn't believe. It. I couldn't believe it, man. But I so I don't travel Spirit anymore. But sometimes I travel Allegiant or. You know, uh what's the, the Frontier, you know, one of those other, one of those other, uh I mean, Frontier is like trying to take a wagon across the country, you know, I guess that's why they're called that, you know, but it's, you know, you, you do what you got to do to go see the people you love, or go to work, or go to a funeral. You know, it's just like you have you get stuck on these really shitty airlines. And even on the good ones, I took a flight to to uh, old Henry's wedding a couple of weeks ago on American and I'm too big, you know, for these seats. I'm just too big. Sitting in the middle isn't an option for me anymore. It's just not even it's, it's not something I can even plan on. I'm 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 about 270 275 right now. And so sitting in the middle seat it ain't happening. And so I get the either one of the outside seats. I prefer the wim, window just so I can, like, smash my body against a wall and not get hit by the goddamn drink tray. But uh, I have a thing as a big man, and I hate big man persecution. You know, it's, it's tough life. But if they're going to keep making the seats smaller and smaller on us, I shouldn't be sitting next to another 275-pound man. And so I know that there's weight discrimination and like whatever that is, you know, but I think while buying your airplane tickets, you should be forced to put in your weight because I can't sit next to the people I've been sitting next to. It's just not fair. If there's another guy my size and then like a, a bunch of Asian people on the in the next row over, split us up. I don't care if they're friends. I don't care if they're family and they know each other. Children, next to the big guy. Learn a little about life. Big guys always have a good way about them. They always know about what's going on in the world. I can't, this dude, me and him fighting for the armrest, we end up hating each other. It's just, we shouldn't be hating each other. We're just two fellow big men trying to get by. Trying to be friends. You know, but I hate him because he's sitting next to me in a Damn Spirit Airlines flight, and I can't, I can't do nothing. I can't bend down to get my anything out of my bag. I can't, I can't kick my shoes out and off. I know that's a faux pas, but you know, you do what you gotta do to get by. You know, it's just a, you, you go on these flights, and I, I was going, and there's all right. Here's another time, I'm getting on a flight, and there's two women and a in ch- a child in the seats next to me. And I was like, "Oh, there must be some kind of mistake." I mean, not to be a piece of shit, but they're not tiny women, you know. And I, you know, it's an airplane. Usually, I don't judge anyone by their size until I got to sit next to them, touching their skin for freaking four hours, five hours, six hours. And you know, so I was still like, "Oh, I was, I was like, oh, you got a kid with you? There must be some kind of mistake. I'll take your seat. You guys can have these seats." And they're like, no, he's a lap child, and the kid's like five, you know. And I'm like, what do you mean he's a lap child? What's that mean? She's like, oh, that means he, he's gonna sit here and, and ride and ride ride on the seat. So I'm like, if he's a lap child, I'm a lap child. You can't be right. You can't be bringing a five year old and sitting him on your lap next to me the whole goddamn ride. And the kid's kicking, screaming. He's uncomfortable because he doesn't have a seat. And he's hating life. And I got to deal with this shit. How do they even let that happen? All the rules on airplanes seem to apply to like me and no one else. And I'm sure everyone else feels the same way. And the last time I was at the airport, uh, not the last time, I think uh, two times before, but it doesn't really matter. I had this situation and I hate when I'm going through security and there's families and stuff like this. And you know, you know, at The airport, it's touchy, you know, 9-11 it was a long time ago, but still, you know, it gets a little, you, you get worried sometimes or you don't know what's going on. I mean, for, for Lord's sake, there's, you know, pipe bombs getting you know, sent across the nation you know, on a daily basis right now. And so I see this Middle Eastern family. I'm not trying to be judgmental, but. There's a bunch of them. they got all these weird bags. They're in front of me at TSA. I'm just like, oh, God, this is going to take forever. They're going to search the hell out of them. You know, Lord knows what's going on in there. It's, it's a mess. You know, so I'm taking my time. I'm trying to be cool. I'm nice. I'm slow. And then this seems like everywhere I go in the airport, this Middle Eastern family seems to be. And, you know, it's fine. You know, I'm happy that they're traveling and being a family and, but you know, they're decked out, you know, they got the full, you know, just the eyes only on the ladies and stuff like that. And it's just like, you know, you can't help, but be like a tad paranoid. I know it's wrong, but you just, you know, but you give them the benefit of the doubt. I see them leave this like really weird bag at one of the stores. Like it was just like a shady just like shopping bag That was like packed to the grims And they drop it at the store And then they just walk out of the store And I'm just like oh my god What am I going to do I don't want to like yell at them Or report them Because I don't want to be the racist guy That gets these guys kicked out of the airport Because they accidentally left their bag And I'm like well maybe i grab the bag And go give it to them But then in my mind I'm like well, What if there's a fucking bomb in the bag I'm not going to pick up a bag that has got a bomb in it I'm going to die You know so I was just like Alright I know whose bag that is I'm going to find... So I tracked them down, like halfway down the airport. And I remember just going up to them, just like, Hey, man. Yo, hey, how you doing? Um, You forgot your bag back at the store. Go get your bag. (laughs) That was just like... I was trying... I was like, that to me, that was the nicest possibility. Because I go tell the cops, you know, Lord knows what happens. I go pick it up. I don't know. Maybe the worst thing scenario. So I was as uh, progressive as I can be in that situation. I think I, I think I handled it well. Maybe you guys can let me know if I'm wrong. Um, but as somebody who flies on the regular, uh, I got a couple tips for you. Uh, how about that? I You know, because maybe some of you guys don't fly as much as I do. And uh, here's a couple things. Right before you get on the plane, force yourself to shit. Just do it. Just force it. Force a dookie, du- Force a dookie, Get it out because you're not going to want to do it on that airplane, especially if you're if you're a big mama luke like me. Because I I, I I my shoulders touch each side of the lavatory in the bathroom. You know, it's just there's no pooping in there. So get your poo poos out before you get on the flight. Make sure that you get something to eat right before you get on that flight. Oh, an airplane's going above me right now. It makes sense. Make sure you get something to eat right before you get on that flight because the food on the plane is garbage. Not that the food in the... Airport is any good usually, but it's usually a tad better than the food on the airplane. Even if you're not hungry right then, just buy the food and bring it with you. And you can eat it on the plane in like an hour or two hours because you're not going to want to eat the stupid crusty sandwich or cheese plate that they offer you on the plane for more money than the good food was in the terminal. Get points. Get those points. You're not going to want it. You got to get your free airline. You know, even if you don't fly that often, just get the points. In 10 years, you'll get enough flights for a free one. But you can't get these guys any way you can. I got points with four different, five different airlines. And it's, you know, get get a, if you're going to get a credit card, get a credit card that bills the points because flights take it out of you financially, especially when you got to get one last minute. Uh, And and God forbid, you know, someone dies around Thanksgiving or 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 someone's getting married around then, you know, it turns into a disaster and you get those points. You got to be good to yourself. Um, Good tunes. Download the tunes before you get on the flight. Make sure that you have stuff on your phone that you're ready to go with. You know, make sure that you uh, you have, you know, at least I'd say 10 albums so you can so you can flip through them or make a playlist or something but make sure you download it before you even get on the flight. And the last thing, I always download a movie just in case you're on a shitty airline that doesn't have TVs or you're on a flight where the TVs aren't working for some reason, which happens a lot always have a movie ready to go downloaded onto your computer so you can watch one just to ignore the surroundings around you which become so awful at times Uh, airline travel can be very hectic and very crazy just take your time don't fight to get on the plane everyone's got to get on the plane they shut the doors 15 minutes before you leave on most airlines So, you know, as long as you get there before then, you know, don't worry what section you're in, you know, zone or whatever, just go when it's best for you. Don't fight with people because everyone's stressed out. Nobody wants to be there. Everyone hates flying. So the nicer you are to the next person, it's going to move on down the airplane. I promise you. And if someone is being a maniac, just ignore them and tell a stortus. or they're just not worth talking to. Thank you, Carev, for supporting the brighter side. Carev provides personal daily vitamin packs that get delivered straight to your door. Did you know that 90% of people fall short of the FDA-recommended guidelines for at least one vitamin or nutrient? That's where Carev comes in. They have a fun, quick online quiz that asks you about your diet, health goals, and life choices. They help you get your vitamin needs on track, so you're not just willy-nilly guessing at the vitamin store which one you want to get. Last time I went to the vitamin store, it was buy one, get one free, and I just bought a random vitamin because I'd heard of it before, not because I knew I needed it care of will help you figure out which ones you need it just takes five minutes to find out what vitamins and supplements are right for you your vitamins come right to your door in these packs that are just personalized and they tell you exactly what to take every day it's awesome Their quiz finds out about your lifestyle and your dietary needs, so if you're vegan or vegetarian or a big old boy who eats all kinds of meat like me, Kerov will make sure you get the vitamins and nutrients that you need for your body. Listen, like it or not, winter's coming it's gonna get cold. It does this every year. So now is the best time to give your immune system a little extra love to keep you healthy throughout the colder months ahead. I filled out the care of quiz. It was super easy. It took no time to do. And they sent me the vitamin packs and it really did help me make sure I was taking the right thing on the right day. If I'm running late or headed to the airport and running out of town, Uh, I just toss them in my bag. It's so much easier than lugging around these bottles that make all the noise and jiggling, jaggling around. You know, I can't have a whole bottle of vitamin C in my backpack. You know, what am I, a hoarder? For 25% off your first month of personalized care vitamins, visit TakeCareOf.com and enter the promo code BRIGHTER. That's 25% off your first month of personalized care of vitamins when you go to takecareof.com and enter brighter at checkout. Care of. They're going to get you back on track with all the vitamins you need to take care of that bigger, tiny body that you got. Be good to yourself. And that's it. Let's see what else Amber has got to say.
2: Mississippi does have this thing where they feel like they're the best state in the South. I don't really get it. I mean, they do fry catfish the best, and they do have some lovely homes on the Gulf, but I don't get why they think that they're just so much better than Louisiana that obviously has New Orleans in it, and Georgia with its peach trees and its wonderful colleges. I mean, I guess Mississippi has old Miss, but they still have a dress code. still today they have a dress code that girls have to like put their hands down and their skirts can't go above their hands and I'm telling you what college should be for sluts okay it should be a safe space for sluts and learning I mean of course read the books but I mean that's when you like go off and like you know explore your body it is a whole rape thing over there man I mean that's when I was raped (laughs) Let's get into it at this stupid park. That's what I was, but I was off in Seattle. But, you know, you're very young and you're tender. And I don't have time to explain how I got into Seattle. But I was there and I was like 21 or whatever. And um, you know what happened? And I turned out to be really wild for a long time after that. Really fucking wild. A lot of ketamine, a lot of drugs, a lot of drinking. I mean, just getting blackout, hammered like, every night. Like, where's the next party? And you would think, like, after that happens, you would be, like, a good girl. Like, you would just escape back into church, you know? But I think once you've seen the how evil the world can be, you're like, fuck it. Turn it to 11. You know what I mean? And people are like, wow, Amber parties really hard. (laughs) You know, sometimes it's like to, um, to hide something. You're partying. Lately, I'm not partying. I'm quitting smoking. I take breaks from drinking. <clears throat> My voice sounds kind of getting grizzled. But I take breaks like I didn't drink last night or the night before. Haven't had a drink today, even though I've already done a show that had two bottles of champagne. And let me tell you what, last month, I would have taken that champagne, drank the entire bottle and pissed on a cop car. I would have lit everything on fire and told everyone to eat my asshole. Okay? That was literally a month ago. But I've turned over a new leaf. I think it's a few things with me. One, I did break up with my boyfriend, and, um, he would tell me I drank too much, and he's right. And two, I did, um, I did magic mushrooms in an old monastery by myself. Did you know hell is real? It is. Boy, it is. But that was about a year ago, and I since haven't been able to do psychedelic drugs since then. I mean, people have, like, offered them to me, and I've tried, like, tiny bits of mushrooms, but I I can't. Like, it makes my heart back into that same spot, you know? It's just like airplanes. People are like, take Vicodin. And I'm like, I don't want to have to, like, remove myself from this world to be able to do this. I don't have to like numb my brain I'm just like a sitting spinal cord I hate it but then you know I write it sober and just hate it but what do I think's gonna happen am I gonna like Tom Cruise my way out of the situation if the plane goes down if it goes down I'm, I, I guess I would go down with it I don't know remember when Malk Wahlberg said that um if 9-11 happened and he was on the plane it wouldn't have happened and I believe it, I believe him and I don't know if it's because he would have fought off the terrorists, but I think they would have been like, holy shit, it's Mark Wahlberg you know what I mean taking a picture with him there's a bunch of people that should have been on the planes uh, Gwyneth Paltrow was supposed to be on the plane and uh, she got stopped by somebody and then couldn't make it Like, missed the flight Seth MacFarlane missed the flight pretty wild But I don't think terrorists really care about celebrities. You know what I mean? I think that's just coincidental and whatever airline that was, celebrities wouldn't fly on it. What if it was like spirit? You're like, there was no celebrities on the flight. Well, of course, it's spirit. Oh man. Oh God, when it's descending on an airplane, that's the only time I feel happy. I don't care if there's bumps and bruises along the way. And I know that that's the most dangerous time in fact, That's when I know the plane's about to fucking be on the floor where I belong. My two feet. Jesus Christ. I'd rather put a gun in my ass and pull the trigger than be on a fucking airplane. You know what? Bridge too far. No, I wouldn't. I take that back. (laughs) I take that back. (laughs) It's just the, I think it's the control. You know what I mean? Which maybe comes back to the fact of being raped. (laughs) It's all coming full circle. It's just the lack of control. I hate it. But I know if I was flying the plane, we would all be dead. I wouldn't know what the fuck these nozzles are doing. Oh, God. Don't even, like, airplane food? Well, A, who can afford it? But it's all, like... I got this, like, ham and cheese on a bagel, and they put mayonnaise on it? I don't... (sighs) I just can't describe to you. It just tasted like old cum out of a sock. You know what I mean? Like you walked into your brother's room and there was like a crusty sock on the floor, and somebody was like, "Eat it," and you were like, "Okay, that's what it. That's what this airport breakfast sandwich was. It was your brother's cum sock." Is that somebody behind me? You know what? I think this park is seen worse than a white lady talking into her phone with an umbrella. I think it's probably seen some drug deals. And from the looks of things, sunflower seeds. Sunflower seeds, they should be illegal. Because people just eat them and th- just throw them everywhere. Who, who? They just throw them on the ground. I've seen them everywhere. Like on subways. You know, spit them back. And like in the back seat, it lands on someone's face in a car at the park. They're just... Made for assholes, I think. Sunflower seeds. I've never seen a polite person eat a sunflower seed. I mean, it sounds delightful. Sunflowers are beautiful, very quaint, but the seeds, I guess they're all done by baseball players or just homeless people or maybe people trying to quit a habit and they just put it in their mouth. I am quitting smoking and I'm trying not to replace it with another thing. You know what I mean? Because often people are like, I'm quitting smoking, but it's okay. I'm going to eat candy or... Oh, there's an airplane above us. You can hear it. I hate you so much. Oh, God. I mean, I'd rather be in an ambulance, which we can hear in the background, too. Airplanes are just so fucking horrible. But, yeah, I'm trying to uh, quit smoking, And I don't want to replace it with anything else, you know, like um, sugar, of course, or gum or something with my hands. I'm just trying to consider it as like going day by day, you know, second by second, just kind of taking a breath, like trying to remember what it was like as a child, you know, when you didn't need these things. Like, remember as a child when all you really needed was like sunlight, food, water books, love that's it that's like the basic thing of need and then the older you get the more you're like I need this alcohol, I need this skirt I need it, I need it and now you like need to run out of the house every two hours to go light up a cigarette, I would find myself like in fun conversations with people but I was like I gotta go something in me, I didn't even want to smoke it's just like Something was leading me back, like go outside, go outside for a smoke. It's horrible, and then I would just go and, like, sometimes I would enjoy standing alone, but sometimes I just, I don't know what it was. And I would sit there and I was like, "Why am I doing this?" And I try to go back to have a conversation. Conversation's gone. People are gone. You've lost. You lost the moment because you want a cigarette. It's so stupid. Or like going home to visit mom and like, you know, she doesn't, she knows I smoke, but I don't do it in front of her because I try to be a polite fucking human being. And, um, you know, I spend like all day and I'm like aching for a cigarette and I'm aching to get away and like, you know, I'm trying to spend quality time with my family. What am I doing? Just begging for a cigarette. And you, when you light it up, it's never very satisfying. You're just like, well, I fucking did it, you know? park is very peaceful though. I'm so happy. I'm just, you know, I'm just taking a breath. Don't need a cigarette. Whew. And I think the big reason I want to quit is my vanity because I've started to realize that smoking is like, it's going to put lines on my face. It's going to make my voice sound like an old witch sucking dick, you know? I need to be pure and happy. I need to like super cut back on the alcohol, super cut back on the cigarettes. I had one yesterday. None the day before. We're going to do this. We're going to do this together, you guys. If anybody has any goals or things that they want to do to better themselves, you know, like quitting drugs or taking like an online class, write in let us know. We want to support you, and we are here for you. I'm looking at this old crow pick up these sunflower seeds. Is that who eats sunflower seeds, this old crow's? Man, remember that scene in, in Dumbo with when I seen elephants fly and how uh, <laughs> that used to be in movies? Oh, man.
0: Whew. All right. Well, uh, let's just uh, tackle this one thing at a time here. Man, Amber, love you, baby. All right. Mississippi. One thing I do know about Mississippi is they are the fattest nation, uh, fattest state in our nation. So, uh, of course, they're full of themselves. They've eaten too much. Oh, those big bitches. Nah, you know. What are you? Here's the thing. Anyone who's really fat, like really fat, like I'm really fat. They have some bit of selfishness and self-righteousness to them, or they wouldn't have let themselves get that way, you know, or they wouldn't, you know, they, they, this is my personal judgmental bullshit opinion, you know, take it or leave it, however you like it. But, you know, if someone's 350 pounds, maybe they care about themselves more than they care about other people. I don't know. That's just me, you know, that's just me being a jerk off over here, you know, but, uh, you know, Mississippi, I don't think Mississippi was ever known for their good opinions. We'll put it that way. If I was to choose a state in the union that I want to live in, I think Mississippi would be between my 40th and 50th choice. It's just, it's no way. Let them have their pompous attitude, I say. You know, because that's, that's all they got. What is it? It's just mud, hate, uh, you know, bad schools, candy, Hardee's, Target, Walmart. What do they really got going on down there? That's all I'm going to say about Mississippi. I know, I know Amber feels, and I got to say, I probably feel the same way. Uh, As to what you were saying, Amber, about... College should be a safe place for for ladies for sluts. Uh, I you know like using that word. Uh, I feel bad. I like I like, uh, I like uh, good time ladies. I think is a better word for uh, for that. Uh, uh, you know just you know stuff like that. You know there should be new new words for for that. And uh, you know it, it's you know you, you went through a crazy experience and. No, it's okay. My beautiful girlfriend Julie just came home, and I'm looking at her, and I think, "Ooh, I love you." Mm. Amber has been dealing with uh, some stuff. We'll tell you about. I'll tell you about it later, but I'm going to tell all these people first. How was the gym? It was good. You take care of yourself. She she isn't from Mississippi. She goes to the gym every day and takes care of herself and makes sure she's healthy. Those people in Mississippi, they big, but, um, yeah, no, it's, um, I, I can understand going a little nuts and getting a little out of control after going through an awful experience like you did. And, uh, you gotta, you gotta let loose, you know, and I, it's not too loose. You don't want to put yourself in any danger, but once something like that happens to you, it kind of changes the way you think you become a little less cautious because you're like oh well the awful thing already happened you know it's not going to happen to you again but you never know you never know what's going to happen and so i i could compare it to something that happened in my life but i can't you know it's it's tough and it's a it's a it's a situation where you you got to it's going to stick with you forever and so you, you just got to fight through it. And, and getting, you know, and, and dealing with it afterwards, you know, there are better ways to deal with it. You know, you should see somebody. You shouldn't just self-medicate, you know, obviously. But, you know, sometimes that's how you deal with things. You know, a lot of people make the wrong decisions when they're going through uh, incredible stress. I know after uh, my mom passed away, uh, I got hammered for like two months straight you know it wasn't the way to deal with it you know but it you know it it dulls the mind and i think that's kind of why you self medicate is because you want to feel the nothing and you want to not deal with any of that anymore and uh, but i'm happy you turned over a new leaf afterwards and you're you're getting better with your life amber and you don't want to Eat mushrooms anymore after your weird experience in Rhode Island. We know about the devil experience in Rhode Island. We've talked about it on the show before. You know, we talked about it on a mushrooms episode and stuff like that. It's obviously sticking with you that you, you think you saw demons in Rhode Island. And, you know, sometimes demons are fun to see. It's better to know where they are than where they're not. Me, myself, uh, I can't help but you know, have a mushroom now and then, you know, it's kind of fun. Uh, we got some mushrooms at an undisclosed location. I will say we were, able, we were trying to find them. We were on vacation and we found out there was a pizza store that you could go to and order extra mushrooms. And they would just give you a big, like sub, uh, like a, like a, like something you'd put a chicken Parmesan hero in filled with mushrooms. It was a wild ride And we've been riding off of those for a while. Uh, I took some when I went to go see Willie Nelson last week because I figured he would have appreciated that. It was a badass show. It was the Outlaw Music Festival. I think we saw the last one of the whole run. Go out. Go see live music. It was so cool to see Willie. He's old. He's an old man. His guitar seems older than him somehow. And things all beat up and, and messed up. Phil Lesh was opening for him. He's old. But, you know, it's it was lovely to sit outside and just hear some Grateful Dead songs. Margot Price, Sturgill Simpson, Lucas Nelson. Lucas Nelson might be my favorite performer right now. He is so cool. He's got a new album coming out next year, but he had one last year. Lucas Nelson, Promise of the Real. I know I've talked about him on the show before. He's Willie Nelson's kid. He's God's gift to music. He did all the music for uh, Stars Born. You can see him. He's in Bradley Cooper's band and that. But if you ever go see Willie Nelson, he's the guy who looks like a really cute, younger Willie Nelson standing behind him, making sure his dad doesn't forget the lyrics. And, you know, it's just that. Just go see live music. Be out there. And it really helps my brain. It helps. And I think it's good for anybody, whether it's a bar band or it's a real concert. You know, obviously, no one could be spending $100 a month going to see live music. But, you know, if you can go see something small or there's free shows during the summer, if you live somewhere warm, there's usually free shows all year long. uh, Just go out and do it. I go once a month and it just frees my mind. And you know what P-Funk says, free your mind and your ass will follow. Uh, Amber hates airplane food. We talked about that. She truly hates airplanes. I understand. They're awful. They're loud. They're big. But, you know, it's kind of cool that, you know, it's basically someone throwing you across the country and you get there at five hours. So you, you take the bad with the good. Um, sunflower seeds, Amber, you hate them. Uh go buy get shellless sunflower seeds. You know, you, you can you can enjoy sunflower seeds, you just get them by the handful. There's machines that take care of this stuff. Granted, they're probably ruining the earth, but at the same time, handful of sunflower seeds never hurt nobody. And I will say they're good for wasting time. If you're someone who has nothing to do with your life and you're just sitting on a porch why not spit out some sunflower seeds and count them make the time go by it's a nice peaceful activity uh let's see let's see what else amber has to say this is kind of fun
2: i just keep think i i just wish i could never be on another airplane again and that I, i don't know if i'm if i'm really translating this enough how much I hate it and it's fine in cars. it's like I'll get in an Uber and like you know and I don't even know this driver and if, like last night this guy had a tick so he kept having to like touch his head like quickly move his hand from the wheel and like touch his head and I'm like cool whatever yeah let's go on the highway you know <laughs> I don't give a shit and then the Uber drivers are just anybody just some any Jimbo Earl that are like yeah i drive you around you know I got into a car one time with this guy. He was on the highway and got into some macho road rage. Oh, that's my ride. There we go. He got into some macho road rage and uh, screamed at people, flipping them off. Oh, there we go. Get on the back of that. Ride those boys to hell. Mm -mm Mm-mm-mm.
1: Thanks to Lola for supporting The Brighter Side. I've been using Lola, and I love it. Lola is a female-founded company that offers 100% cotton tampons, pads, and liners. Did you know that the FDA doesn't require feminine hygiene brands to disclose what ingredients they put in their products? Since they don't have to, many don't. We care about the ingredients in the foods we eat, the beauty products we use. Why shouldn't the same be true for our tampons and pads? Lola gives you a peace of mind about what you're putting into your body. Lola products are made with 100% organic cotton and come with BPA-free applicators. Lola's subscription plans are totally flexible. You choose your mix of products, your absorbency, your number of boxes, and frequency of delivery. You can skip a month, change your plan, or cancel at any time. Getting tampons delivered straight to your door makes me feel so fancy and seriously makes my life so much easier. No more surprise midnight runs to the pharmacy or begging coworkers for a tampon or trying to find a dime in my purse while I'm at the gas station. I always get it right when I need it before I need it. And you're doing good when you buy Lola. For every product purchased, Lola donates feminine care products to shelters across the United States. Lola sent me some of their products and I really liked the convenience of getting tampons sent right to my door. I'm not embarrassed going to a deli asking a man to pull him off the counter and he's got to, like, shake the dust off the top of it. It's just right there. As a listener to The Brighter Side, you can get 40% off all subscriptions just by visiting mylola.com and entering BRIGHTER when you subscribe. M-Y-L-O-L-A dot com and enter B-R-I-G-H-T-E-R.
2: I once met a a guy who in L.A. who's a cop, but that's just his day job because he's an actor. What an asshole. I mean, if you're a cop, that's important. Be a cop. What are you doing? I don't want to call 911 because someone's breaking in my house. Uh, Excuse me. We'll send somebody over as soon as they're done reading for hot dog number three. As soon as they're done taking headshots, they're gonna come right over and take the gun out of the perp's hand. Okay, as soon as that acting class is up and they've shook hands with the teacher to give them their business card, they'll come over to solve that rape. They'll come over. I'm looking at the Hotel Lexon. Man, another thing I did when I broke up with my boyfriend is I just went... I got on this app called Pure, and you just um, you <laughs> oh man, And maybe this again comes back from my like like control and like turn it to an 11 and like burn it down kind of place. but it it's a hookup app. and I straight up rented a hotel room and was gonna meet up with this guy I never met before and have sex with him. He didn't show up. Kind of thank God. Thank God. He could have killed my ass. You know, I got a picture of him. But you can never tell somebody's, like, aura from their picture. You got to meet them, shake their hand, you know. Burn it down. Take it to an 11. I mean, that's why, you know, last week I told you I got in that car with those people that didn't speak English. And, you know, uh, un, un, un poquito hablo espanol. <laughs> uh Man, it's okay, though. I did go to a pinball. Did I say this on last week's show? I don't know, but this was about last week. But again, it was one of those, like, I don't want to be home and alone with my thoughts. Burn it down. So I got really drunk, and I went to this, like, arcade, and then I won this guy. I was playing pinball, and I'm good at pinball. And this guy had his own special earphones in because I guess he's king of the nerds, and uh, he challenged me to a game, and I won, bitch. I beat him. Oh, wait, there's children. I guess I'm right by the bathroom. I just tried to make sure I'm not right by the park because I'm on the phone talking, and I mean, I would beat me up if I was a parent. All right, your captain speaking. Get ready to fucking die. My friend was on an airplane, and she... This was like last week The engine caught on fire The engine caught on fire Alright, your captain's speaking Yep I mean, what do you What do you? I guess you don't make that announcement You just let people kind of like smell it And then just say Because they made an emergency landing in, in LAX instead of Burbank And they're like, why? Why? And as soon as they got down They saw all of these like ambulances And <laughs> and the engine was on fire Oh man Just shoot him Shoot him out of the sky Yeah, I've explored a lot today. Basically, the the whole airplane thing, why I hate it, because I hate no control. But then I also love no control with drugs. I think it's just because I didn't want to think about it. And now I'm wanting to think about it. And it's kind of pissing me off in the right ways, you know? Because he gets to walk free for the rest of his life. But I refuse to let him ruin mine. And this did happen like 12 years ago. So, I mean, of course, I'm physically safe, guys. And again, with these cars. Did you find the address? Because I think you can just look for the smoke and drive towards that. There it is, with a Dodgers sign. Oh, I'm so glad the fire department loves baseball. Nothing more American than that. Wanna give me that hot dog, bitch? All right, everybody. This has been my part of the brighter side. And, you know, I wish you well. I wish you luck. Um, I hope you're okay. Right in. Ride in with all the things you want to conquer. I plan on being smoke-free. And I still enjoy having a drink or two, most definitely. I won't be sober sober because fuck that. But maybe, like, I mean, a couple, like, maybe three nights ago, I had, like, one nightcap of a whiskey. That's fine. And then I just went to bed. Then I didn't really go to bed because then the neighbors next to me had this argument. They're lovers. Oh, man, where I'm staying right now. They just, like, kept knocking stuff over and, like, I think it was two men, I think. I don't know. I I don't know. But it sounded like one person that doesn't work cheated on the person that pays the rent. And they kept calling him stupid. And I was like, you know what? They are stupid. And the person wouldn't leave. I almost walked over there and was like, you've got to (laughs) leave. I got to sleep. All right. Well, I'm going to get out of here. I love you all. Peace and love. And I'll talk to you later. Bye, babies.
0: All right. Let's 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 touch on what you were touching on there, Amber. Being a child, yeah, much easier. Definitely. No question about it. Uh, I would say my favorite part of being a kid is just how nothing matters. You know, you're just go out and throw rocks for four hours and you just have the time of your life you know now that you're older you need all kinds of things to stimulate your mind i gotta watch tv i gotta i gotta do you know you gotta write i gotta look at four different websites at once you the other day i saw i caught myself on facebook on my computer and then i'm looking down at twitter on my phone it was i was like all right i gotta Turn everything off and walk away for a little while. It's a little much. Um, quitting smoking. I'm so happy you're doing that, Amber. You are smoking a lot, and uh, I think it's good for you. I think, of course, it's good for you. Uh, I used to smoke a little bit. I was quitting smoking was easy for me because I never really liked it or had the desire to smoke. And truth be told, the only reason I started smoking cigarettes is because I was on probation for a year and I couldn't smoke weed and that was man a long time ago at this point I was like 12 13 years ago you all know the story about when I got arrested I've told it on the story before on the show before but uh, I didn't smoke for the I, I didn't I didn't smoke weed for a year obviously because I would have went to jail but uh, I have a problem quitting. Because it's not that I didn't really like it. I mean, I guess I didn't like it. But my grand it killed my grandfather. He had three heart attacks because of smoking. And he was overweight. And my father had a heart attack at 40 because he was smoking like two, three packs a day. So I was like, this is going to definitely kill me. I shouldn't really be smoking. And then if, if you're out there and you're smoking and you like it, I get it. You know, it's something, you know, it makes you happy. I'm a smoking sympathizer, you know, cause I think that people deserve the right to smoke. I wish there was still smoking in some restaurants. Uh, not that I want people smoking next to me when I'm at a restaurant, but I feel like people deserve the right to smoke during dinner if they want to. I think it's absolutely disgusting and I want nothing to do with it, but I believe it is your right to smoke during dinner if you would so choose. So I think that it should be up to the restaurants. Uh, If the restaurant wants to have smoking, the restaurant should should be allowed to have smoking. And then you could choose to whether or not go to that restaurant. I would choose to not go to the restaurant because cigarettes have no place with food. And uh, if you smoke near me while I'm eating, I will be very mad. But for If you're a nasty bastard And you love smoking during dinner Who am I You know To tell you you can't smoke during dinner You want to be You know A gross monster You go be a gross monster You know it's I like being a gross monster sometimes It just has nothing to do with uh, Cigarettes No would be great A restaurant If If there was a restaurant That I was allowed to go smoke weed at You bet your Damn ass I'd be there That'd be wonderful. Imagine that. Just like, it's like, oh, yeah, I'll take a French onion soup, uh, You know, a Budweiser, a cheeseburger, fries, meh, onion rings, and then uh, pack a bong for me. How wonderful would that be? I always said, if I could, you know what? I never like to tell people my ideas, my get-rich-quick schemes, but... You know, let's face it, I'm not trying to get rich quick anytime soon. So here's a free idea for anyone out there that wants to, if you live in a marijuana-capable town, if it's legal where you live. Movie theater. Weed movie theater. I know it's a fire hazard, but how cool would that be? You know, they have those movie theaters you can sit down, you write a little piece of thing on your paper, and they bring you a beer. They bring you some tater tots or whatever you order, some popcorn How cool would it be if you just order a joint to your seat and you just smoke while you watch a movie? I mean, that's what the future should be. We all know that. Let's see, what else are you talking about here, Amber? Uber? Uber saving lives. You know, as evil as some of the drivers are, I mean, let's face it, there's no way to really count how many lives have been saved because they're driving home drunk because of Uber. So you, you gotta deal with some evils. in order to make the world a better place. And I think that in the grand scheme of things, Uber is better. I know that there's some really, it's really bad because it's taking the taxi cab business to hell. I know that a lot of the cab drivers across the world are really feeling it in their pockets because of Uber and they're having to go to Uber and make less money. And I'm very sorry about that. And I know that, you know, in New York in particular, it used to be a million dollars. If you wanted a medallion, uh, we actually have a whole brighter side episode about driving taxis early on in our catalog. If you want to go check it out. But, and, but I know in New York city, there has been this year since, uh, there has been a lot of suicides uh from cab drivers cuz they saved up their entire lives and they moved their families to America and you know all banking on being a cab driver and raising enough money like which is a million dollars with the price of the car for a New York medallion and now Uber just comes in and any schmoke can drive Uber and just pick you up and drive you and it's really it's killing these guys you know cuz they spent so much money trying to become what they are, and now that the now that Uber's come in, what they are doesn't matter anymore. And no one's taking cabs because Uber's easier, it's safer, uh, you know. And let's face it, I mean, cab drivers get a bad reputation. They they can be scary, and you never know what's going on. They could turn the meter on. They could not turn the meter on, you know. But an Uber, I know if I get into an Uber. There's a tracking device, and they're following where I'm going, and like, and wh- you know who I'm in the who I'm in the car with. Everyone knows these details, and so if anything bad happens, those details are already known. And so I feel like Uber is the safest way to go. I remember when I was in Africa, you like they told you do not get in a cab, don't take a cab, you know use Uber because Uber is safe. You know which is crazy to me. Um, Cops that are actors (laughs) It's a fun little riff you had there Um, Yeah, I also, I guess, if you're a cop You should be a cop, you know But at the same time, we gotta pay them better And that way they won't have to be actors Or insurance salesmen, or plumbers Or substitute teachers, or whatever they gotta do To make that extra money Uh, Because, let's face it, we're not, you know Chris Rock, in his most recent special uh, tambourine that's on uh, Netflix. You gotta check it out. It's his, probably his best special. Uh, I really loved it. I got to see him work the material a bunch of times. But he says that, you know, he thinks cops should get paid more and that you get what you pay for. And I couldn't agree more. It's the most dangerous job. It's gotta be terrifying. Uh, it's, I have so much respect for police. You know, I know that they have a bad reputation, can be abusive and, you know but working with cops uh it's scary man i mean you don't know who's going to do what and you you see everyone at, at their worst moment and so it I, when i was talking about that kind of on an airplane but i mean like everyone is tr- when you're dealing with a cop you're you are you realize that your life is about to get fucked you're about it's about to be just truly awful and so if if you know these people all they see is the worst of us you got to give them the benefit of the doubt and i understand that a bunch of them are pricks you're just not going to get anywhere fucking with them you know this is coming from someone who's messed with them and has been arrested it's just not worth it and you know their 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 lives are hard and at the bottom line If they weren't there Then anarchy would I know I say chaos reigns a lot But, you know, let's face it We need them And so uh, Your hookup app, Amber Very happy You're not doing that anymore Even happier that dude stood you up Uh You showed me a picture of him He looked like a piece of shit And I'm very happy that you're out of that part of your life Uh You need to be out of that part of your life Because uh, that was a uh, I didn't like it. I, I gotta say, I, I let you know. I let people make their own decisions, but man, I, I just uh, I don't want to have to worry about you. I love you. And I uh, I hope you, you you keep staying safe. Um, the brighter side of Amber taking it to eleven is that she's incredibly self aware. That she is doing it Uh, A lot of times when people take it to 11 I know when I took it to 11 I didn't know I was doing it I thought I was just cutting off some steam Amber knows that she's taken into 11 and is irresponsible. She gets, she's the most paranoid person that someone's going to do something to her at all times. She gives me lectures about walking with my headphones in all the time. I was like, Amber, my life is different than yours. People don't fuck with me. I'm gigantic. You know, I can, I can listen to music. It's a luxury. It's a privilege that I have and I am fully aware of it. And you know what? If you're not going to take advantage of your privileges, then what's the point of having them? So I want to listen to my tunes when I'm walking around. And I'm sorry that you can't, Amber. And, you know, but I'm glad you're keeping your head on a swivel. And that goes out to everybody. Uh, if you live in a bad neighborhood, we're in LA. Some of these neighborhoods could be shady. The homeless situation out here, which, um, we want to cover, uh, in our episode soon, uh, is a disaster. It's, uh, it's turned, it's very upsetting. I feel like, uh, working in Hollywood and walking to lunch every day, uh, I have to say that I truly believe that the homeless situation out here is getting worse every day. Uh, I, I see a lot of, uh, right wing media and stuff. I try to watch right wing media just so I know what they're saying about me, uh, that, You know We have a homeless problem that Other big cities like Dallas Don't have and The truth is the reason that We have those problems In LA and New York and other liberal Places I mean well LA Let's face it we got a homeless problem because it's Nice out all the goddamn time You know it's just you can live outside And not get rained or snowed on all the time And it's not just that We have liberal attitudes uh, In these towns Uh, Dallas doesn't have homeless people Because they run them out of town, you know. It's they don't. They're not welcome. You know. It's not. You know. They. they, There's. That's why their situation isn't like our situation. And granted, we're not in L.A. necessarily good to them, but we will uh, push the problem aside and not necessarily throw them in jail just for being there. But um, and the brighter side of that is, you know, I don't even know. That's for a whole other episode. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening to our show. Uh, I will be done with this project in a couple of weeks and we will go back to some normal episodes. You can expect some episodes, um, some more stuff on native Americans. We're going to, and we're also going to do, uh, some episodes on, uh, homelessness and more poor episodes, uh, and, uh, and stuff like that. Uh, thank you so much for listening. You can check us out on Instagram. Amber's doing so good with the Instagram. She's uh, so funny on there. The Brighter Side LPN Instagram. The Brighter Side LPN on Instagram. And at side LPN on Twitter. Uh, check us out. Tweet at us. Message us. Let us know what you want to hear. Um, you can always hit us up on the Facebook group. There's people always talking on there. And you can reach out directly to me and Amber. I know I got a couple messages backlogged I got to get to uh, and uh, message people back. Taking us out today is You Are My Sunshine by Jackie Shane. Jackie Shane get into it Uh, someone I work with Mike Ferrucci was just telling me about her she's a transgender R&B singer from the 60s and 70s she's got a voice like you never heard she's fucking awesome most of her albums are live albums it just seems like the coolest show you could have ever been to I don't know much about her life I'm gonna have to study about it Jackie Shane You Are My Sunshine listen to her music she's the coolest this has been The Brighter Side Ahmed Larson that was Amber Nelson listen to all the other great episodes episodes of our show deep in our soundcloud in our soundcloud and listen to all the other lpn shows because it's a damn fine network run by damn fine people so that's the lpn last podcast network uh roundtable page seven last podcast on the left they don't need me promoting for them they're doing just fine love you guys be good and uh that's it rock and roll Uh